0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hello, everyone. How are my fellow travelers doing? Today is Saturday, it is the 23rd of October 2021. We are in the mobile studio once again and hopefully we'll get a pretty good recording here. I think the sound will be all right. I am using the iPhone. Uh, Let's go ahead and get that contact info posted and then we'll jump in with the show. And uh, we're gonna talk uh, a little bit of a preview, I guess we're gonna say. We're gonna talk a little bit about the tragedy that happened on the set of the movie, I believe it's called Rust. I think that's the name. Of and that may be a working title or something like that. I don't know. But it was a movie where uh, Alec Baldwin was uh, maybe one of the lead actors and also, I think, well, one of the main producers. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a second. And uh, it may go a little differently than you than you think, <laughs> than uh, my kind of feelings on the, uh, on the matter. So anyway, if you would like to contact me, uh, I'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of different ways to do so. I do have an email address where you can send your own audio recordings if you would like, or you can just send an email and I'll read it out for you on the show. And the email address is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. Com, all one word, Firearms Cafe at ProtonMail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. If you want to just leave a quick message, and it could even be just to say hello, or, you know, this is uh, you know Tom from Utah or something like that, uh, you can do that. And the number is area code 206-745-2731. 206 745 2731. All right, I think. Well, oh, I almost forgot. So, if you want to check out some of my social media stuff, uh, really, probably about the only thing that's worth maybe checking out is at this point is my YouTube channel. But I do have a uh, an account on Twitter and Instagram, and like I said, YouTube. Uh, uh, if you go over to the website, you can find the icons for all that stuff and you can check that stuff out if you would like. There is also a PayPal donation button, and if you like the show and would ever consider sending a little financial support my way, you can click on that icon and just follow the prompts, and it's easy peasy. Anything would be appreciated. And if you feel, oh, you know what, I'd I'd like the show and I'd like to support it, but financially I just kind of can't right now. Hey, that's great. Uh, If you would maybe like I said go over to the YouTube channel subscribe to that I'm trying to build that thing up and I've got some future plans for that or just tell some of your friends hey you know I think this uh, this is a show you might like or might be interested in I would greatly appreciate that as well all right so let's jump in and we'll jump right into the deep end of the pool I guess and for those of you guys that maybe don't know or maybe if you're listening to this In the future and uh, it's kind of fallen out of the news cycle that type of thing Alec Baldwin who is sort of a known super left-leaning anti-gun guy uh, was on the set of a movie of which he was a producer it was a I believe from the stuff that I read it said it was a Western and we don't have the details yet but somehow the cinematographer, uh, and I, I, I'm driving in the truck so I don't have her name, but she was killed and the director was wounded. Uh, they were both taken for medical treatment and I believe the cinematographer, according to the information that's out now, so who knows if it's correct, I think either died at the hospital or on route uh, and maybe was pronounced uh, deceased. Once, once she was at the hospital. And then the director was also taken to, a, uh, to get medical attention. And so you would say, well, how does something like that happen? On all these movie sets and everything, people are vigilant, And a lot of these guns sometimes are not even what you would consider what they would call a real gun. They can, they're, they're set up to fire blanks but they're maybe set up in such a way where you can't fire a projectile through it. Um, I know that there used to be a, a, they could put a different type of barrel on there or they could put like an actual uh, threaded end on it that even limits the amount of gas that would come out. Um, Usually blanks don't have any type of projectile in them as far as I know. I don't know a ton about blanks. Uh, But anyway, you would think there have been uh, people that have been killed over the years. And a lot of times what happens is that either the gun was supposed to be cleared and there were blanks still in there and somebody had the gun up to somebody's head and they were supposed to just, you know, pull the trigger and nothing would happen and everything would be added later in post. And it turned out there was a blank in there and there's enough concussive, concussive force to where it would kill kill the other actor or, you know, that type of thing. Or if it was, you know, something where the person was supposed to commit suicide by shooting themselves in the head, there was not supposed to be any blanks or anything in the gun at all, that type of thing. Also, generally on movie sets and television sets, they have people that are called the, uh, I believe they're called the prop master and under that designation, you can have people that uh, sometimes on smaller shoots, the prop master takes care of everything and, and the, the guns are considered props. The, sometimes you have a, a guy who's the prop master who's kind of oversees everything and then you have a guy whose only job or a team whose only job is that all they deal with is weapons. Supposedly on this thing, there was a smaller shoot and maybe it was just a prop master and not necessarily a guy whose sole job was was weapons. But when I initially heard about it, I was like, well, that, how, how could you have hurt two people? How, even if, you know, usually the cinematographer, maybe they're, they're kind of watching over the camera and they've got a screen that they're looking, but they can kind of see what you're doing and the screen at the same time. That meaning see what the actor is doing. You may say, well, if it was blanks, they would probably be far, far enough away from the cinematographer because if that person was looking through the camera, right, it wouldn't, the the blank, the concussive force from a blank couldn't have gone through the camera. And if they're pointing the gun even off, let's say off away from the camera, they're generally, they don't generally point guns at, right directly at people that have even blanks or, you know, anything like that. So I, I, I did hear... And then again, this could just be rumor and conjecture. But I did hear that what they thought may have happened is uh, maybe on a a smaller production that they will take the actors out. And and let's say that they won't have guns that are dedicated blank guns. They'll just have uh, a firearm that is, that's going to be used to fire blanks and is going to be used, and it's not a specialized gun, but it's also in order for the actor to be able to get some training and to, to look like on screen that they have some competency, they are, uh, will take them to the range. And one of the rumors that I heard or what are some of the conjecture that I heard, and this actually is the thing that kind of would make the most sense to me is that they were taken to the range and live actual live fire was done with this particular firearm maybe the and then the gun was put away but it wasn't fully checked to make sure that the ammunition that was in the gun was either a blank or that the gun was empty and that they made sure that you know that that it was safe to be fired on set and so that's kind of what i think may or or well i don't want to say that i think that's what that i think that that's what may have happened What I should probably say is that 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 explanation would make the most sense to me is that that gun somehow got back onto the the movie set and had a couple of live rounds in it. Or uh, somebody had thought, oh, okay, they just opened it up and looked at it and said, Okay, yeah, the blanks are in here. And it turned out that it was all live, you know, live ammo. Uh, because that would then make sense that if he was, let's say a few yards away, let's say he was seven yards or something back from the camera, and then the you have the cinematographer kind of watching and then the director is sort of behind her and he is pointing sort of in their kind of general direction and they're thinking, ah, you know, it's blanks, it's it's far enough back. it's that you know nothing's going to reach them. Uh, and when he pulls the trigger and, you know, or maybe it was even two, you know, two rounds were fired or maybe it was just one, you know, we don't have those details, but if that's the case where there was a a live round or two that had been left in the firearm, then that would kind of give you, give you at least maybe the most logical explanation as to what happened. At least that's the thing that makes the most sense to me. Everything else, if it was just blanks, doesn't really make any sense. Uh, and at first, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was like, "Well, there's no, there's no possible way a live round could get in." And then I kind of heard some other stuff like, "Oh, this is this could it could have happened this way as well." Another thing that I heard, and I don't know if this is true or not uh, and I don't know if this will will come out but supposedly and again this is rumor so take this with a huge grain of salt supposedly now it's it's a I believe it's a western the the movie was a western era movie and so this would I, I think was like maybe a single action revolver or something very very similar so I, I'm not sure when the time frame is or anything like that but Supposedly it was an older gun and supposedly or it could have been even a replica. I don't know that it was an older gun necessarily or an antique, but uh, probably was maybe a replica or something like that. Supposedly it, the firearm actually belonged to Alec Baldwin. And you would say, well, wait a minute, that, that dude's super anti-gun. And you're like, well, yeah, you know, a lot of people um, and this is kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk about. A lot, you know, a lot of people even though they they proclaim to be anti-gun. Some of them do it just because uh, you know, when you listen to guys like Joe Rogan and everything, who will say, well, can everybody in Hollywood be super liberal? Can everybody be super anti-gun or are they just saying that because it helps their career? Or it, it can be something like that, or it can also be a thing of guns for me, but not for the type attitude to where they're like, well, I'm a good person, but you know, really, you know, I'm kind of one of the, the better people out there and you know, I know what I'm doing and it's okay for me to have it because I'm not a bad guy and you know, blah, blah, blah. So it could be that it's one of those things. Uh, I don't, you know, you could say, well, is it a little hypocritical of if this turns out to be true, is it a little hypocritical of somebody like an Alec Baldwin, who is anti-gun, to, to to own firearms? And you would say, well, yeah, that that makes him basically a positional person and not a principled person. Because on principle, if he was saying, well, I don't think people should own guns, then he would he would not own one. He would not own any firearms at all. So. But anyway, I know that there are gonna be a lot of people who are going to, oh, what's, what? It's almost like that German word, "Schattenfreude." They are going to take delight in the fact that an anti-gun person actually shot and killed somebody. They're gonna take delight in the fact that he was very critical of police and saying like, oh, I wonder, there was a tweet that he had a few years ago that's something like, uh, and it was about a police shooting. I don't know the details of that shooting. I don't know if it was justified or not. Uh, but anyway, he had made a comment, something to the effect, I wonder how it feels to wrongly kill somebody or something like that. And so there are a lot of people now who are out there saying, Oh, haha, Alec Baldwin, you know, now I, you know, I guess you can answer that question now, can't you? And I don't know that... Look, do, do I do I like the guy's politics? Do I and, and do I think he's probably a decent person? From a lot of the stuff that I've seen that's come out about him over the years, I don't think he's probably the greatest guy in the world. I disagree, probably with ninety nine percent of his politics. Um, but I don't take any. I don't. T- I don't get any like sense of satisfaction or or a uh, sense of of, uh, uh, of joy or delight that something bad has happened to him. Uh, you know, it, w- it would be one thing, you know, maybe if he... I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even want him to shoot himself in the foot. But let's say if it was a blank and he... And he he shot himself in the hand or something and got a little bit of a burn or, you know, and then it came out, oh, that was his own gun. And then I'd be able wait a minute, you know, then maybe I'd be like, well, serves you right for, you know, screwing around with a gun or playing around with it when you shouldn't have been. But even then, I I wouldn't want him to get hurt. Um, I don't, and I know there are some people out there that are delighting in that. And I, to me, like I said, that's just kind of, I find that, um... It, it, it's very distasteful and uh, abhorrent to me on a lot of different levels, and I. And but it's also very sad because the the main thing is you know you had one person was was injured and we don't know how badly he was, but another person lost their life, um, and you know that person has friends and family and loved ones, and uh, I do not wish and I and. Again, whatever you think of Alec Baldwin, unless he is a total monster, which I, again, like, I don't think he's the greatest guy. I, I don't think he is a total monster. I think he is probably devastated by this, and this will probably be with him until the day he dies. Um, and I would not wish that on anybody. And especially on somebody that I just disagree with politically. So um, again, I, the, the person, I, the people I feel the worst for are, of course, the director and the director of photography. Of course, she lost her life and her family. Uh, I, I, uh, I can't imagine that that would. What that would it would be like to go through. Also, you know, the uh, to to sort of a lesser extent, the crew that was there filming all had to sort of witness that stuff and, um, and and see that and see a person be killed basically in front of them. Even if they took that person away and they were still alive uh, when they were in the in the ambulance, you would know. Oh, they you know I watched I basically watched that person get killed. Um, and and. Again, I don't know sometimes the, the way that the press releases are in uh, the way the information is is let out. sometimes they, they kind of fudge the truth, uh, especially if you're a celebrity, they will kind of say, oh, you know, they died at the hospital. they won't they won't let you know, oh no, they you know, they loaded them into the ambulance, but they were you know they were pretty much dead and they they were doing life-saving stuff to try and see, you know that type of thing. So anyway, I think, that is maybe going to do it for the, for what I'm going to talk about on this thing. All right. Like I said, that's enough of, of, of that kind of talk. Uh, one thing that I will kind of change tacks here. Uh, one thing that I uh, saw on YouTube the other day and found kind of interesting, it was new to me at least. And, but I don't know that I would ever want to get it, which was the, the, um, The double stack Ruger LCP in in 380. I've never shot one. I've never held one. So I don't really know how big they are. I think they're a little wider and a little bit bigger than the LCP-2, which is a gun that I still want to get basically just to have as a backup gun. And some people say, well, you know, that thing, uh, and having, having watched the videos and seen the size comparison, it's a little bit bigger. It's not you know the difference between like a glock 26 and a and a, and a, a glock 21 or something like that uh, but it there is a there is a size difference and um, a lot of times with these little what we, what they'll call you know a bug gun or a back gun so bug you want something that's kind of small there, there is a little bit of a trade-off with some of that stuff. Um, and sometimes it can be so small if you've got even just... Like, my hands are kind of like a... Um, just like a... I would say like a, a, a large hand, but on the small section of that large scale. Like, I fit in the, in the large size as far as hands. I don't have extra large hands or giant hands, but I don't have like little tiny small hands either. So most stuff is, is fine uh, with me, like, you know, fitting, fitting guns and things like that. Anyway, it seems like it's a neat little gun, and maybe if I look at it, and, and, and maybe it will be one of those things where I can say, ah, you know what, I can uh, sort of quote-unquote afford to go up a, just a little bit more in size with this thing, and uh, it, it won't take away... A lot of times, um, you know, with, with, uh, I have a, had a Glock, I have a Glock 26. I'm probably eventually going to get rid of it, I think. Uh, But I've had it for a number of years. And I had pocket carried that thing. A lot of times you can find pants that have a big enough front pocket. Uh, It is definitely bulky and you definitely know something is there. Uh, So I think... Sometimes, though, you maybe want something that if you're going to put it in a front pocket or if you're going to put it somewhere else, that it totally disappears. Or even if you're going to carry it you know, inside the waistband or if you wanted uh, a little gun maybe even to carry outside the waistband, maybe you find that's just more comfortable. And especially if you're going to have a cover garment like a shirt that's over it, if you have one of these small little guns, one of these little backup guns, it will be able to you know be concealed relatively easily so anyway if anybody has any experience with that with the uh, the bigger LCP I don't know what they call it do they call it else LC- I think is it LCP Max I think that's what they call it so if anybody has any experience with that thing let me know is it still pretty snappy to shoot or because it's a little wider in the grip do you do you get better purchase on it so that it's not Uh, It's not pretty snappy. The smaller guns that I've shot, uh, whether in 9mm or 380, have a little bit of snap to them. Uh, And that uh, snap or the... When I I say snap, I mean uh, the recoil is a little bit of a sharper felt impulse. So that if you've got more purchase on that, it sort of takes that stuff away or it mitigates some of that snap. So, all right, I think maybe that is it. I am about to arrive at my destination. I know this this show is going to be a little bit shorter today. Um, We've talked about in the past that we'll kind of end uh, on, we'll we'll talk about a political thing and then we'll end on a uh, gun thing here the uh, the political thing is I, I think the Democrats are going way too far. I think that they are we're going to have a big turnaround come uh, the election and the midterm election in 2022. So let's talk a little bit about guns. There are a couple of things uh, for me that I would like to do. I would like to number one, I, I want to sell some of my stuff. Number two, I, so I want to reduce some of my collection and number two, is I, even though I'm going to sell some stuff, there's still a couple of things that I want to buy. And one of those is I would like to get a, a lever action. And I've talked about this in the past before. It's one of those things where I've kind of wanted one for a long time. I don't know which one I want to get. Probably in all likelihood, I will end up getting a uh, one in three fifty seven because I have a three fifty seven revolver. And so I'll probably get one of those. I'd like to get like a big boomer, though, maybe like, you know, uh, uh, you know one of the bigger ones or something like that. I, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe like a 4570, something like that. I'd like to get one of those. So, All right. Uh, let me go ahead and wrap it up. I'd love to hear from you. Let me give you that contact info, information real quick, and then we'll go. Voicemail 206-745-2731. Email Firearmscafe at ProtonMail.com. All right, my fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time. Black coffee, I see trouble, man, 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 man. I'm not gonna get home. Black coffee, I still need it. Black coffee, please get oh, 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 oh. Help me. Oh, I'm not gonna get home. Black coffee, I'm, I'm in trouble. I still need it. Please get trouble, man, 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 man. I'm not gonna get home. I'm in trouble I'm so busy It's getting dribble oh, 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 now I'm not gonna get home